Welcome to Investing in the U.S., an Aussie's Guide to U.S. Real Estate, a podcast for international investors and real estate entrepreneurs looking to break into the U.S. market. G'day, g'day, guys, and welcome to Investing in the U.S., the weekly wrap-up, where I share with you strategies and advice geared towards growing your real estate portfolio here in the United States, and I give you the tools to take your investing career to the next level. I'm your host as always, Reed Goosens. Good as always to have you with us. Welcome to Friday. It's bloody awesome that it is Friday. We have a three-day long weekend here in the United States. If you're tuning in from overseas, it is the 4th of July weekend. For those of you who are in the United States tuning in on a Friday, I hope you're all off uh, You know, taking advantage of the extra day, the Monday that we have off. Uh, and that you're spending your time with friends and family and just spending the independence of the United States. So uh, so, so good on you, and I hope you're having uh, whatever you do, keep safe, please. Uh, so today, uh, before we dive into it, I just wanted to sort of do some house uh, housekeeping issues. And the first and foremost, I think you guys already know, I'm, I'm offering these 30-minute calls. Jump on jump online. If you want to jump on a call with me, hit me up at reed at rsmpropertygroup.com. And remember, these these calls are just, you know, it's my way of giving back to you guys as the listeners. Whatever it might be, you know, that you're struggling with right now, might be, you know, trying to get your investing career to the next level. You might be trying to analyze a deal. You know, you might be just needing sort of butting heads with maybe a, a, a partner, whatever it might be, you know, give me a call or sorry, shoot me an email to schedule a call. Uh, my, as I said, my, my uh, schedule does fill up pretty quickly. Uh, so, you know, want to make sure that I get you all on the schedule. Next week is full. The week after that is full. But three weeks from now, I am open. Uh, so please hit me up at read at rsmpropertygroup.com. Also, as it's Friday, I'm doing the shout out. It's a Friday shout out to people who comment on my iTunes page. And I want to just have a quick shout out to the Cashflow Compass. Uh, he says, thanks for helping us expats. As an American living in Italy, I'm always looking for more information and ways to explain the deals I'm presenting to either American expats or international, sorry, or Italian nationals. Uh, I'm confident Reed will have some great tips for me and others like me. Thanks again, Reed, for the time. Great, great feedback on iTunes. If you are, if you do like this show, please jump on iTunes and give the show a, a review, and I will read it out in the uh, the weekly wrap up. You might be lucky enough to get read out. Thanks again to Cashflow Compass for leaving an awesome review, five star review. Thanks a lot, mate. So um, today's episode, it's a little bit of a weird episode. We're not going to dive too much into the nuts and bolts of a specific topic. What we're going to be talking about is the Brexit. Uh, vote, which happened last Friday. I'm sure like all of you, whether you were for or against it, you you woke up with a bit of a shock. Um, I know I was looking at some of the news and some of the locals in England, even that they voted to leave, wanted to actually potentially sort of, they didn't think that it would get so many votes. So I wanted to spend a few minutes today just going over, you know, what is going on here and how does it going to affect US real estate and people investing here in the United States? So the first and foremost, let's look at it from a macro point of view. And there's been a huge swell of, um, uh, you know, sentiment about the growing inequality between, you know, the rich and the poor and, you know, the the middle class is becoming smaller. Now, whatever side of the political spectrum you're on, I I don't particularly care. I'm just sort of wanting to talk a little bit about the type of the factors that are affecting 
this sentiment and, and how we all as entrepreneurs can be more equipped to deal with the changes that are coming you know, down the road. And if you subscribe to a couple of really influential people out there, um, you probably would have already heard this a, a lot before. And, and you know, some of the big key factors uh, from a, micro, a macro point of view, I should say, is, and it's happening all over the world. It's not just here in the United States. It's obviously in England. I know back in Australia, there's a lot of um, you know, growing divide uh, and the dwindling middle class. So the real four factors that contribute to, um, to what is happening. And the first one is, is baby boomers. The baby boomers are about to retire and they're about to retire across the globe. And these are people that were born between 1946 and 1964 and, you know, the oldest turning 70 years old. Now, like when you come into retirement, you are liquidating your assets, right? So you have at one spectrum all these baby boomers looking to retire, looking to liquidate their assets and looking to, you know, essentially kick their feet up and have a little bit more liquid cash on hand to, for the next 20, 30 years, 40 years of retirement. On the other scale, on the other side, we have millennials. I'm a millennial. I was born in 1986, and millennials are sort of this new breed of consumer, which is very, very tricky to nail down. <laughs> and, and and millennials are essentially settling down a lot later in life. They're not um, putting as much emphasis on purchasing the types of assets that their grandparents and that their parents bought, purchased, which you know are the baby boomers, houses cars, wedding rings, everything's being sort of pushed back till later in life. So they're the two major, you know, conflicting. We've got a lot, a lot of people um, retiring and we've got a lot of people not buying real estate, right? We also have a technological unemployment and, and huge globalization that's going on. So what do I mean when I say technological unemployment? Well, I mean that there's so many... Um, advances in technology which are doing away with certain middle-class jobs and things are becoming more automated. So technological unemployment in combination with globalization is causing massive, massive headaches. And the fourth bit of information that is sort of contributing to it is that governments around the world as a result of globalization are really finding it hard to, you know, tax um, uh, international global businesses. Uh, because and we'll get into that uh, in a little bit, but just it, it's it's a it's a regional thing, and that governments are finding it difficult to um, tax those global businesses because of globalization. So, with the millennials, why are millennials not purchasing? Well, there's a number of reasons, and depends on if you live here in the United States or you live, you know, in Australia or England or Europe or Africa or wherever you live. Millennials across the globe are finding it harder to break into sort of the real estate market. Um, and the reason is, you know, it could be from school debt, it could be from just, you know, not wanting to settle down. And, and, and that's really driving uh, a big wedge in this sort, of, this sort of doom and gloom that's supposed to be coming in the next, you know, around the next couple of years. So we have on one side of the spectrum, a lot of um, baby boomers looking to retire. We have on the other side of the spectrum, people not purchasing real estate, particularly, you know, across the globe. Millennials are not purchasing real estate full stop. One, because they can't afford it. And two, they're just not wanting to settle down like our parents did, you know, the parents were settling down in sort of their mid-20s, getting married in their mid-20s. You know, a lot of people were kicking the can down the road and getting married, you know, and trying to settle down maybe in their 30s. So coupling that with globalization. So it's been, globalization is probably one of the key factors causing this unrest across the world, Brexit, 
you know, you know, some sentiment here in the United States. There's, there's different sentiments across the world in Australia as well. I know there's a bit of um, a bit of a disconnect, and really, it's this. What it, you know, what is globalization? Well, the global globalization is where you know we do live in 2000. It's 2016. Companies are becoming more global. They're becoming more connected on online. They're becoming more um, easy to access. And and you know, it, unfortunately, um, globalization has been uh, sort of a bull in a china shop, and, or, or, or is a steaming train, and it's at full speed. So to stop globalization is extremely, extremely difficult. On the other side of the spectrum is we have the governments, right? And governments are very, very regional. You know, the United States is obviously defined by its borders. Um, Canada defined by its borders. Australia, it's regional in its essence. However, we have these companies that are now global, and they are governments are struggling to find ways to tax corporations and high net worth individuals particularly when you can kick the money out of bounds. So you can kick, it's very easy to do, you can kick the money out of bounds, uh, the governments can't touch it, they can't tax you on it, and because they can't tax you on it, then that can't then trickle down to um, you know, creating more jobs and sustaining the middle class. So governments are struggling with that on one hand. We have globalization on the other hand, which is where um, companies are just becoming so much more integrated across the world. It's, it's, this very, it's become a very, very apparent that those two issues are causing such such major headaches, and and you know, when once governments can figure this out and try and you know be able to tax corporations, um, and we've had a lot of news here in in America where companies have gone to Northern Ireland to avoid taxes, um, and whether again whether you believe or, or what side of the political spectrum you are, that is an issue, right? That is that is an issue, and and, and you know, you they whether they should or shouldn't be taxed, they, that needs to be addressed. As, we, as the world is evolving, and I'm getting, to the, I'm getting to the point of how this relates to real estate, but I just wanted to sort of go backwards before we come forwards. So we have the globalization, we have the millennials, we have governments struggling to tax, um, uh, to tax big corporations and global, global companies. We also have a lot of baby boomers retiring. Um, what does that mean for you as an entrepreneur out there? Well, I, there's an analogy that I saw from a great bloke uh, called Dan Priestley. Uh, he's the founder of Key Person of Influence. He talks a little bit about how you can become, you need to position yourself on the wave. This big, the four factors that I just talked about, it's, been, it's coming, it's going to hit soon, and it's going to, we, we have to adapt. Globalization is at full steam ahead. Millennials are retiring, and you know, we, we're finding it harder and harder to tax those, those global companies. So how he talks a little bit about how you can paddle onto a wave or how you don't get swept out the back whilst this huge wave of change is coming across the globe. So as an entrepreneur, how do you, um, you know, essentially ride this wave? Well, you, the way you ride the wave is by being a person that is influential in your industry. Uh, and now in, in, in real estate, uh, I am trying to be myself per, uh, a, a key person of influence, so to speak, in the industry of real estate investing in, in the United States for international investors. That's what I'm trying to do. By being a key person of influence, I am valuing my intellectual content. Rather than being a, a company, my company is also global, um, where I reach out to a lot of uh, international investors to try and invest here in the United States. My company isn't um, defined by geography. Now, again, I invest in real estate assets, 
and and they are they are d- defined by geography. But I could invest in real estate assets here, here in the United States, in Australia, in uh, you know in, in England, in Europe. I could invest all over the world because I'm investing in the asset that, that produces cash flow for me, and that's that's what my business is founded on. But my, I'm starting to understand the fact that if I want to stay afloat and catch this wave of ch- and be, and you know move forward with the, with the times of globalization. I need to be smarter. And the way I'm becoming smarter is by owning my intellectual property, by providing good quality content that people will value. And it's really, really, really important not to be a one-trick pony that is defined by region. So if you are in the world of intellectual assets, i.e., you know, whatever it might be, you might have a book, or an idea, a podcast, a, you know, a space that you want to continue to create, um, create a good substance of of information for people that will value that information, then your company will become less and less defined by geography. And as we move forward, we all need to be a key person of influence, as Daniel Priestley likes to say, in our own industries. So keep that in mind. The way that this wave is coming, the way that you can keep afloat and keep up with the speed speed of the time, it's 2016, everything's go, go, go. You need to be valuing, valuing intellectual content. Uh, so just just consider that for, for for take that on board for thirty seconds, and really understand that even though I'm investing in real estate as a business, I'm also valuing creating content online that people can value to the, hopefully educate other people about investing in the United States. So enough of that being said, let's get into how the Brexit is going to affect the U.S. Um, U.S. investing. So over the past week, I know that. I think it was $3 trillion were wiped off the stock market um, through the Brexit um, crisis, whatever you want to call it, whether it's a crisis or not. And that that there, being in the stock market, I'm the first one to say that being in real estate is so much more powerful and I have so much more control than I do if my money was stuck in the stock market. Because if you had your 401k probably lost uh, a significant portion of its value just from what happened uh, the other day, someone someone else made that decision for you, and you've lost money. So, being in the position of power is why I like to involve, uh, invest in real estate and controlling my money. And I like to invest in in cash flowing properties that w- where I can value the cash flow of that property, and then that I can then in turn control how much the property is worth. Now, how does that affect international buyers coming into the United States? Well, with the, with the uncertainty around the world, with all those factors that I'm talking about. There's two things that are really playing into that, that there is going to be an increase in international investment into the United States. And the, the, the reason is, is firstly, the US dollar. The US dollar is one of them, is the most powerful uh, currency in the world. Um, and it, it is, people want to have money, their money in the US dollar. The second thing is that the US provides an incredible amount of positive yield cash flowing, so positive yield cash flowing assets in real estate, right? And I come from Australia. I could not see a, a, a half a million dollar property in Australia that would cash flow, you know, 12, 13% cash on cash. You just don't see that. Uh, a lot of other places around the world are very similar. And the value of that is that it's a very attractive to international to international people or international investors wanting to, to place their money in US dollars, but then to also have a good return on their capital once it's here. So there will be an uptick in international investment. And I think as the world um, sort of as this big wave of, uh, of, of factors are coming together, 
there's going to be more and more investment wanting to come to the United States and be placed in, in solid cash flowing um, real estate investments. Now, if you are out there thinking about trying to harness that that international investment, awesome. The way you do it, I, I, I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to tell my investors, my international investors, to come and be more involved in U.S. real estate because of the yield, because of the safety of the U.S. dollar. So if you are out there trying to think of, I need, how do I raise capital from international investors? Well, it goes back to that intellectual content that I was talking about before, providing um, providing information online that people will value, and you'll be then a key person of influence in your sphere. And in your sphere, you know, hopefully that will include international investors who want to then invest in U.S. real estate. And I'm, and for all those American investors out there, I'm not putting you aside. I'm just sort of talking more about the global scale of how Brexit has affected um, a lot of people around the world who are now looking for safety, and the safety is in the U.S. dollar and in U.S. real estate cash flowing assets. So, guys, I hope you got a lot out of today's show. Uh, I did dive off into some topics um, that were unrelated a little bit to real estate investing. But from the macro point of view, is that the biggest takeaway point of view I, I want you guys to all work on over the next, you know, continue to work on is to be a key person of influence, as Danley Priestley says, in your sphere, in your sphere of people that you know, your friends, your family, your colleagues, be that key person of influence in terms of your real estate investing. Value intellectual content and put time and emphasis on um, that other people will value good quality content if you put it online, if you put it out in the sphere um, of, the, of the World Wide Web. Start a podcast, start a networking event, start a blog, get your message out there and be that key person of influence. Guys, I hope you got a lot out of today's show, as I said. If you are interested in hitting me up and having a chat, a 30-minute chat, then go to read at rsmpropertygroup.com. Also, happy 4th of July to all those people out there. Please drive safe if you are traveling on the roads. We're going to do this all again next week. So take care, be safe, and remember, happy investing. Oh,